morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Baron on Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 12.20 AM. Our sponsor for this first half is Odd Moe's Pizza. So make sure you guys go down there and get some of their yummy food. They've got awesome chicken. Um, their pizza's amazing. So actually, I just mixed up the Green Monster and added chicken to it. Ooh. Because one of his employees, Michael, I had him in last week to do an interview with him on my morning segments. Yeah, Michael's awesome. And he was like, you have to add chicken to your green monster. And it was a game changer. It really is awesome. Oh, my goodness. And then they have like some cowboy pizza that he brought in for me to try. Holy smokes. Yeah, the Cowboys really good, too. So anything at Oddmo's Pizza, you guys can't go wrong. So and the pasta is to die for. We've it had really the pasta is. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the pasta is phenomenal. Yeah, it really and is And huge good. portions. So yeah. go, to, go check out Oddmo's Pizza. Okay, Baron, introduce our guest. Uh, well, I actually just recently got to know Celeste, so she's got to introduce herself more as to what you do in the community. But um, I was at Greeters a month or so ago, and I brought one of our gray hats mm-hmm. and celeste won the hat and she was so excited <laughs> that she won this hat i'm like okay but then i got to hear why you were so excited so celeste tell our listeners who you are how you're involved in the community that kind of stuff yeah my husband and i own a business a pool and spa repair business um called revolution pool and spa and so we joined the kaiser greeters um, probably, I don't know, three or four years ago. And um, I'm usually, or for years, had not been the one to attend greeters, but I recently started going, and that's how I ended up there the day that, um, that you had this hat. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in 2019, I ended up with a diagnosis of um, appendix cancer. And um, it was actually right in January because all through December, I had been concerned that something just wasn't right. And so 2019 kicked off with just um, kind of the, the the worst year of your life, but, yeah. but just this um, very emotional time in our life. And um, so as, as the year progressed and we had more tests and more um, determination and they decided it was appendix cancer and that kind of started our journey. Well, let's get deeper into that in the next few minutes, but... Uh, And then tell the listeners again, what is, besides your pool and spa, Mm -hmm. what is, Scott's got kind of a important other thing he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, So Scott, my my husband, is the principal at Capital Christian School, which is downtown, which is, you know, sometimes kind of a, a... tough area, but um, they have a grade school there, K through six, and um, so he's the principal down there, and then we run a homeschool supplemental program for middle school and high schoolers. Um, For uh, Really, it started out of COVID for kids that were just feeling like they had lost a couple years, they needed some tutoring, and rather than just doing a one-on-one, we decided to kind of do this group thing, and then this year, we were joined by a professor from George Fox University, um, Dr. Robert Melendi, and he helped us form sort of a STEM curricula that um, we've implemented this year where we're able to give them a lot of really hands-on um, opportunities like going to, um, we're actually going to a cadaver lab in the next month. Um, we've done... Um, I hear that's to die for. A, uh, yeah, right. Whoa! <laughs> Where's my sound effects machine? <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, so we're both uh, pretty involved in education and yeah. trying to really um, just encourage students and learning in our community. So Celeste is a little involved in the community. Yes, heavily. Yeah. Well, we're excited to get even deeper into your story. Thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah thank, you. thank you. 
We started doing something earlier, and it, this is a magazine I found. It's a Time magazine, and it's the 100 disease-fighting foods. Mm -hmm. And we've been kind of going through this alphabetically. Today's food, you might actually really like this one. Yes, mushrooms? What? No, that's M. We're on bees. Oh. No, mushrooms are still coming. It's bees. back here. So. What do I like that's a bee? Basil. Oh, yes. <laughs> Basil. Yeah. So it says, why is this a disease fighter? This beloved herb is as good is as good for your body as for fresh tomato sauce. Basil contains antioxidants like linolic, linolic acid, which fights oxidative stress. And lab studies suggest it may play a role in slowing cancers of the breast and the colon. Okay. This staple of Italian and Chinese cooking may be a long-life food, too. So if you think about the Italians and the Chinese specifically, those two cultures tend to have longer lives. Yes. So, again, there's a phrase we used, Celeste calls correlation and causation. We can't exactly prove causation, but there's a very interesting correlation yes. between these two cultures that use basil and having longer lives. Mm. So today's today's disease fighter is basil. I didn't realize that it was um, – I, I knew that um, – the Italians use it heavily, but I didn't realize that um, Chinese do also. Yeah. And they do live long. They I do. I will give them that. Uh, and I think it's interesting that it says that if you're using it as an herb, it has this antioxidants, which helps with stress. That's always helpful. But, <laughs> right. Um, but it also has slowed the growth of breast and colon cancers. That's awesome. So those types cool. of things are just a win-win all the way around when you're really focusing on your self-care, your body health, which we're doing big time in our household right now. So those, I love these little tips and tricks. And speaking of your household, last week's guest has that. So who was last week's guest? Mickey. And Mickey, <laughs> for those that don't know, Mickey is in Vancouver, Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, she is affectionately known as the water lady. Yes. And the crazy water lady. The crazy water lady. <laughs> when you listen to the, the past podcast, she has a lot of energy. <laughs> She's amazing. She really is awesome. Mm -hmm. But how, have you guys seen any difference with the water at all? Um, so he started using, he, just, he drank uh, the whole jug. And, okay. I, we and did, I brought you another jug today. You did. So I think he drank it in two days. Okay. Um, it took him two days to drink it. And um, he says that he's feeling bad because he was really struggling with headaches. Um, he's getting bad, bad migraines right now. And we don't know if it's the seasonal. We don't know if it's his sugar intake. Um, he was vaping. And so he's cut everything out um and so baron brought in some water um this water from mickey and or well it's from your shop actually yeah it's from our shop um and but so it's, it's the machine that mickey has mm -hmm. at her shop. those two days he did not get a headache wow yes and, and well and the big challenge he's having is if he's coming off sugar yeah so and he's that's got this thing. Mm -hmm. he's got this drug in his system because sugar is a drug mm -hmm. he's getting this drug out of his system so the headaches is probably from the detoxing from the sugar and then and then if he's vaping and he's stopping vaping his body is actually talking to him. his body is saying ow this hurts right mm -hmm. and the water helps hydrate his brain mm -hmm. so he's he, at this point he's like I want them to go away I'll do anything and he's like I didn't realize that what I put in my body is so crucial and important and can have all of these side effects. Cause there was, he's like, 
the sugar, the vaping, the you don't drink enough water, all of these things. And so he's, and it's like, but now that you're taking all of these things out, it's probably going to make it a little worse. Yeah, for a while. <laughs> yes, just for a few weeks. So yeah. well, we'll see how And something how it that goes. Mickey said last week that I was so intrigued by, you made the comment that he recognized that what he was doing was creating his problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said that alone, that you recognize that mm-hmm. I I am the cause of my own problems. Mm-hmm. That's a huge step. He's feeding his problem, like with the sugar and stuff. Um, he likes his sugar and his Pop-Tarts and his chips and all the things that are just full of sugar. And the Well, other- you said the syrup will be the death of him. <laughs> yes, it will. So the other day he was like, okay, I need to eat healthier. And he was like, okay, I'll have, um, what did, it was waffles and syrup. And he was like, <laughs> it's sugar. <laughs> he was like, waffles and syrup ev- is eating better. Everything is sugar, and he's and he's starting to recognize, like, holy smokes, why is there just sugar in every corner of everything in our life? It's true. And it's yeah. like, yes, it consumes us. Well, we we had a chance real recently. Celeste and I were actually both there. And my update for you is about Go Team Faye. Oh, good. Because guess who was at Greeters? Was it Faye? Faye is back. Is she doing good? Uh, all all of the numbers have gone down so far that they're saying that her cancer cells are dying. Wow. Now, for the listeners that don't know, when we formed this organization five years ago, Faye DeMeyer was one of the founding board members. She was the first president of the board for kicking cancer. She stayed on it until life got too busy. Um, but she's always been there from day number one. And she was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer and that's not an easy one to beat at all Um, and everything she was doing here wasn't working right so she headed down to scottsdale arizona and they went through very alternative ways of treating her cancer Mm -hmm. and she is she is beating stage four pancreatic cancer good for her and I mean, Celeste was with me. Yeah, she, she said she feels like she came back from the dead. <laughs> because they told her she was going to die two months ago. Yeah. She's back from the dead. What a miracle. She is just a little ball of joy, I swear. She's so positive. And so I really, truly believe we've talked about how you can be positive in your treatment and, and where you stand with things. Or you can be negative and how that really does have an effect on how you heal and what becomes of it. Well, Brenda had a chance to stop and visit with Faye because Faye's there in the Scottsdale area. Did she really? Yeah, Brenda and Faye had a wonderful visit about two weeks ago. That is really cool. So that was really cool of so Brenda to do that. So here's my update announcement. Everyone needs to put November the 17th on your calendar. It's a Friday evening. And come at 530 at 6 o'clock. There's a band called Infamous Soul. Mm-hmm. And they will take the stage at the wreck. And they're going to play from 6 to 9. This isn't a massy fundraiser. This is a big show of support for Faye. And we, we're going to call this event to focus our faith with Faye. Mm, How fitting. That. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's focus awesome. our faith with Faye. Okay, so November 17th. November 17th. We'll, we'll mention it again as it gets closer. But it's from, it starts, the band starts at 6. So we're going to start at 5.30 so you have time. Perfect. Just to, and this is just a case of just coming and telling Faye what she's done for this community, how she, important she is. And she's touched this community and all the people in it in so many different ways. And I'm sure, for those of you that don't know her, I'm sure you know somebody that does know her because mm-hmm. she's affected a lot of people's well, lives. Well, and if you don't positive. know her, you, you haven't been paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what Faye hasn't done to help this community out. Right, yes. So this is just kicking cancer's way of giving back to Faye. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. We'll promote that more as it gets closer. Sounds good. 
Well, the big part of this first half is to talk about my guest and her story. And you're going to help to help me with this word because every time we get a new, oh my goodness. every time we get a new cancer, <laughs> I do my research. So I do know that you were diagnosed with appendix cancer, right? But which is, for the listeners that don't know, your appendix is part of your large intestines, and you can describe more of that mm-hmm. in a second. But tell me how to say what PMP oh is. It's yeah. pseudomyoxima. That's about as far as I usually get to. And I do I know that the peritonea is the part uh-huh. of your abdomen. Right. But do you have a clue what that first word is? So pseudo obviously means it pretends to be something else. And so I think that it got that name because it was usually metastasizing somewhere else. And it was misdiagnosed for many, many years. Oh, that makes sense. Um, what I had, had heard is there was a Dr. Sugar Baker who started really researching this cancer um, and I don't know what the connection was, but I know that Audrey Hepburn, I had told you, yeah. um, had died from this. They did not know what it was or what the cause of it was, and they didn't think that there was any kind of treatment. And so what happens is that these cells, essentially, they're, it's a mucinous cell that, that just produces mass amounts of this mucin, which is the cancer cells are in the mucin, and then it just goes all over in the abdomen, and it starts to... I guess, create enough of it that it's putting pressure on all of your major organs until they essentially shut down. Yeah. And so when Audrey Hepburn passed away, she looked like she was nine months pregnant and it was just with this mucin. And there wasn't a lot of research at that time. Um, It was kind of this anomaly. So that's why it it got that name. Pseudo. Yes. Which also makes sense because in my research, it says that it typically spreads to your colon, your spleen, your bladder. So the para Tonia is mm-hmm. the abdominal region of your right. body. Okay. Pseudo is pretend. Right. It like it got it gets to your colon and your spleen, but you don't know why it got there. Right. So that all makes a whole lot more yeah. sense now. See, I knew that she could educate us. Here. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and it does mention here that the uh, the mucin accumulates inside the appendix, mm-hmm. and then it gets out of the appendix. Right. Um, I had appendicitis when I was in the fourth grade, and and it was painful, which is how my parents knew that I had a problem, and then they went in and cut and took my appendix out. Mm -hmm. But it says that typically this is not painful. Right, right. I I guess it's just somehow they're leaking out. Um, With women, it does typically grasp onto our female organs, and so it's it's pretty common to um, have some kind of metastasized on your ovaries, your uterus, something like that. Um, and it, it can hide there. And so that's um, usually one of their signs. Um, but it's not diagnosed right away because, honestly, even the, the doctor who did my first surgery, um, she was a specialist in all kinds of colon cancers and ovarian uterine cancers and had never seen this before. So let's take the listeners back for a second to 2019. Okay. Because that's when you were diagnosed, yes. right? What was happening in your life that you thought there was a problem? If so, you weren't having pain, right? What was what, what was your clue that there was? A yeah. Problem? So, um, so my son was born, and um, we had, you know, usually after you have a baby, you kind of wait for your body to to get back to normal, right? We, you know, and so he was born in 2018, and. Um, and he wasn't in your April. first child either, was he? No, this was my 10th. 
Yes. So your so body we were, was kind we of very used blessed. to getting back to normal. Yes. And I knew what to expect. Um, but I you also knew children? that I was. She has yes. 11 children. <laughs> wow. And, and the 11th one is part of the story. You are so a don't better jump woman in. than I. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you had your 10th child. Yes. And your body wasn't bouncing back? Yeah, yeah. I just noticed that my my waistline felt like it was um, it was discouraging. You know, you, yeah. you want your, your pants to start to fit again or, or whatever. You have these goals for yourself. Um, and so anyway, he was born in 2018 in April, and we did Christmas pictures in November. And um, and then in December, I had gotten the the pictures back, and and I was really discouraged just seeing myself. Yeah. It seemed like you know I still looked pregnant, and that bothered me. Uh, but I still hadn't noticed anything really, and and I was I was actually playing around with with my kids. I was laying on the ground, and and they were kind of rolling over me, and I noticed this um, just this mass in my stomach. And I hadn't noticed it before. And so it sounds like a weird story, but, you know, you're just, you're busy, you're yeah. doing life, you're getting your kids where they need to right. go and, and getting food on the table. And so you just don't, you don't always take time we to put really ourselves last. pay attention. How many and, times have we said that during this show? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and all of a sudden I, I went, okay, this is weird. And, um, and, and it was, it was like, I, I just kind of had this moment of like, we were having fun. And then I just felt like, okay, something's not right. So I I told my husband, I said, I need you to feel this. You know, this is just kind of weird. And I tried to have him kind of notice this, um, this mass and it it felt like it could move, which I learned later that um, that's pretty unusual for it was the tumor that had grown on my ovary, but I didn't know it at the time, but it is pretty unusual that they're mobile like that. Usually they're attached and and this was kind of free. So the tumor was mobile? Like I could move it and um, and so I could feel that it was pretty large. So when they, um, when I finally ended up going into, um, I went into Silverton and, um, and they, they said, something like bloating you know oh you're having bloating well that's embarrassing yeah <laughs> I'm like well, I, w- I would know if it was just a little bloating you know right this is something else and so then they well, bloating um, doesn't tend to move around uh, right right <laughs> so they did a CT scan and um and then I had to wait for results to come back and he basically just um the doctor that was there that night just said um we're not sure what this is, but it appears to be on your ovary, and we need you to go see a specialist. And so at that point, then they wouldn't really, you know, doctors. They just, they kind of stick within their lane, yeah. or the good ones do anyway, and they just said, okay, you're going to go talk to someone else. So I had to wait to get a follow-up appointment with another doctor, um, and then he basically said... I have no idea what this is, but it looks very dangerous, and it could be cancer. And well, that at was at least he was honest enough to tell you that, right? Well, he was an to... older doctor. I do appreciate those. Some of those guys that have been around yeah. forever, they're like, "Well, I should know what this is, and I don't." So yeah. this is this is something outside of my lane. And, yeah. But the, that was the first time we had heard the word cancer, and that oh. felt very intimidating. Yeah. You know? that, now is this early 2019? So, uh, so this would have been yes. Uh, would have been January. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you said you had the Christmas pictures and the assault. Yeah. Show. Yeah. But January of 19. January of 2019. Um, well, maybe I, I think I went in in December and then January was when they scheduled me to then go in and see um, an oncologist. Okay. So because it was on my ovary, we saw a, a specialist in 
you know, female cancers. Right. Sure. And so um, I chose to have those appointments in Vancouver because I had a lot of family in the Washington, Vancouver area. So I wanted to be where I could have support. support. Yeah. Um, That's huge. And, and we have yeah. small children still around. And so we were kind of coordinating that effort. And honestly, the, the oncologist that I ended up seeing was fantastic. She was a mom herself. Um, and so she was just so encouraging, so supportive. Um, but even at this, at this point, do you, did you still think it was ovarian cancer at that point? Yes. So she met with us. My aunt came to my appointment um, with me, um, which was wonderful. Family support is so, so vital because your brain kind of just goes away. And my yep. husband just wanted to support me. He yep. he wasn't really cognizant of anything going on. And, and, and so, to interrupt you just for a second, yes. you just said something that we have said this so tiny times on this show, and this is so critical for the listeners. When you hear that C word, your brain kind of shuts off. It does. Because... Mm-hmm. We had uh, Dr. Isaacson on, and you might remember Dr. Isaacson said, how many good decisions have you ever made out of fear? Right. So yeah. you need that support system as a voice of logic when you're in this state of fear. Right. So that was a really good statement. So right, mm-hmm. right. No, it's so true. You you can't really think straight, and so it is really helpful to have those people who still have their, their brain on straight. And so my aunt met me at the doctor's office and came in with me, which was fantastic because even for family history, you know, they go through these long lists of, have you had this in your family and this in your family? And she knew, you know, the family history a lot better than I did. I mean, when you're just kind of living life, you're not always paying attention to those things. But, um, but she knew a lot of those answers to those questions. And so she was really a support for me. And I, I chose to have her stay in for all of my checkups, everything. Um, and so then afterward, even, you know, cause you're hearing bits and pieces, she was able to speak back to me, like, here's what I heard, you know, mm-hmm. here's, here's what actually was going on. Right. And, and so that was amazing. I was very, very, very blessed to have been yeah. able to have that. So, so this, so this, but again, you still think it's ovarian cancer. So at what point did they go, this is not ovarian cancer? So they chose to schedule surgery pretty quick because, um, one, once you're diagnosed, you know, they, they didn't have a diagnosis yet, but they want to get a diagnosis because then they can decide what, you know, of type action. of treatment you need to have. Exactly. And so that was really important to get that done as soon as possible. So kind of left us scrambling a little bit, just juggling kids and, and life and jobs. And I was still nursing my son who had been born in April. And so, um, so they scheduled it for middle of January and um, had said they were going to do a full hysterectomy. Um, and that was the plan. And at that point... You know, we just kind of said whatever needs uh, okay. to happen, you yeah. know. And so when they got in, it was it was interesting because after surgery, you know, you don't wake up right away. But but I was relying on family members and my husband to kind of re- tell me what had happened. And we probably had five or six aunts and cousins and whatnot in the in the waiting room there that day just coming for support. And my, my parents drove all the way from Seattle to be there. We had a really amazing team of support. And um, and so Scott felt very supported, yeah. you know, didn't have to be alone in there. Um, but the doctor actually came out during surgery and she said, she said, well, we aren't sure if this is what we're dealing with, what, what we originally thought. So we're, we're not sure if we should take, do a full hysterectomy like we had planned. Oh, thank goodness. And so Scott said, well, you know, 
you know, just what that throws your body into hormonally. Oh, yeah. Celeste would, would really want you to be cautious in that. And, and so she, she went back into the OR, the operating room, and Scott didn't hear any more about it, but he just started, like, praying, you know, like, whatever's supposed to happen. And when she came back out after the surgery, it was almost like an afterthought. And her appendix was a little distended, so we removed that, too. So we have one minute for the break, okay? And you just like left with a cliffhanger, right? That that was kind of our first sign that we'd ever even heard anything about appendix. So the reality was is that they took the appendix out by accident, right? Because why not, right? Wow. Okay, we're going to have to hold that thought because this is a cliffhanger. It is. I commend the doctor though for saying like, "Hey, I made a mistake. I didn't." evaluate this correctly and I don't want to take all uh, yeah I don't want to do a full hysterectomy there's just a lot they don't know until they get to they visually see see. Mm -hmm. yes I've heard that a lot and so you're making decisions based on a picture that you took yeah and that could I mean my mom had a full hysterectomy and um it forever changed her right um forever yeah it's not an easy decision mm -mm. to make it's not and so i remember you talking about this with mickey being here and you said that it changed her in a bad way it did i have my mom i don't yeah she hasn't well and i don't know how much time we have left but but later on when i did end up going to texas to md anderson for for um once they decided it was appendix cancer we went to a specialist there and he said i am so glad they didn't because usually these you know female doctors do it different than we would do it over here knowing that we're dealing with appendix cancer so he said that was that was a blessing that yeah. she had preserved that and i just well the great thing for our listeners is this is an hour-long show there you go <laughs> part two of your story yes. is after the commercial break so let me a huge shout out to Oddmo's pizza you guys do yourself a favor women men all of you guys don't make your wives cooked don't make yourselves cook go get Oddmo's pizza and just relax on this saturday okay we'll Thank be right you, back Mike. <laughs> 